Welcome everyone. This is the week we've all been waiting for, the return of Once Upon a Time. And this week's episode, written by Eddie and Adam, starts us on a brand new journey. You're listening to the official ABC Once Upon a Time podcast, and I'm your host, Estelle McGecky, and I'm joined by the amazing creators and executive producers of Once, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks for joining us again. So this week, we saw a character introduced in New York City. Yes. Who is he? Well, that's exactly the question we want you to ask. All we can really say to preserve what we're trying to do is to let you know that you will find out sooner rather than later. Yes, and I think he uh, will be an essential part of this season, uh, but who he is and, and why we open the season is the question we want everyone to ask. In the scene where Emma reunites with Snow and Charming, Grumpy asks a really great question. Why are we still here? Why are they all still in Storybrooke if the curse is broken? You know, the curse was designed to bring everyone from this land. It was never designed to be broken and go back, essentially. So I think, you know, the reason on why it wasn't broken or why they didn't go back is is exactly the question that I'd be asking if I was yeah. one of the characters because that is essentially what you would expect to happen. The ramifications of the breaking of the curse hang over the, the first bunch of episodes in a hopefully very profound way and why things have happened to the characters, what their new lives mean and what they can and can't do are going to be things that they all struggle with. And these are questions and mysteries that are kind of fueling their journeys. And in a lot of ways, you know, if we remember in the pilot, Rumpel says, Emma will come back on her 28th year, she'll break the curse, and then the final battle will begin. And I think like we, as we opened in the pilot last year with Snow and Charming being, you know, Snow being woken up in their marriage, we realized that was not their happy ending. That was just the beginning of many more struggles. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, the things we think are tend not to be what we exactly uh, happen the way we think they will. Belle was locked up in an insane asylum for 28 years, but she's remarkably centred and even hopeful about her future with Rumpel. Can you talk to us about that? Well, I think that just goes to the core of her character. And now that she has been restored to freedom, that optimism and that purity is, is shining through. And I think that Belle is a character with great intelligence and great strength who can fight through any adversity and, and keep a positive outlook. You know, I think that's part of the show is a lot of characters are faced with two roads. One leads to a dark path, which is revenge, and one leads to a light path. And Belle, clearly in the beginning, has chosen the light path. And I think you see that throughout the series, where people either make good decisions or bad decisions. And I think it's exactly what Adam said, is her spirit is allowing herself to forgive and, and kind of cling on to that hope. And do you agree with Belle that Rumpel is a man who makes wrong choices? or do you feel that he was justified in his revenge? Both. Yeah, I think that's what's what's awesome about Rumpel is that he does make bad choices objectively and even subjectively. Choices that seem right to him at the time have ramifications that he did not want, like the, like as we saw last season, how he lost Bellfire. But I think what's interesting about him is that, you know, a lot of the things that motivate him and the things that push him are things that if any one of us were in the same situation, we might do the same thing. Yeah, and you know, he has a very long and complicated history with Regina, and as far as his code goes, this can't stand. And Emma really struggles with the reality of knowing who her parents are. She doesn't want to talk about it yet, but Snow wants to discuss everything immediately. Can you talk about that contrast? Well, I think, you know, for Emma, her entire life, she's been searching for her parents. And I think in the last probably five years, she's kind of almost given up on it. And 
she's probably pictured every scenario possible, the last of which, and one that she never pictured, was that her parents were Snow White, Prince Charming, and were the same age as her. And I think that it's a case of she got what she wanted, but it was so different than what she expected. She's just trying to come to terms with it, and come to terms with, for the last year, Mary Margaret was kind of, you know, this quiet little school teacher that she was the big sister to. Now that's her mom. And Mary Margaret is still Mary Margaret, but she's also Snow White, and Snow White was a badass. So Snow White doesn't need as much pep talking as Mary Margaret does, and I think it changes the dynamics of the relationship. And I think that Snow White, who has realized how much time has passed and what she's missed, wants to immediately like connect with her daughter. You know, she's more impatient about it, and they're both coming at it from, from different points of view, which I think makes it interesting. Yeah, Snow White wants to connect with her daughter because she sees how much she has missed. She has missed 28 years. That, to her, it was a blink of an eye, and the last she remembered, she had a baby, and now it's this 28-year-old woman, and she really wants to reconnect and fill in those blanks. Emma, on the other hand, had all of those 28 years to miss her mother and to wonder, to have all the different feelings of abandonment kind of fuel her. So it's on her side, it's a little bit trickier because she has had all those years of, of coming to terms with things already, whereas Snow right now is coming to terms with a very different situation, which is, what have I missed? And I think also Snow is, her maternal instincts kick in. She can tell her daughter is not happy and she doesn't understand why. It should be a joyous moment. The family's been returned. It actually worked. The prophecy Rumpel laid out came true, and she, her maternal instincts are telling her her daughter isn't very happy, and she needs to know why. It is a very interesting point that you made about the fact that Snow knows only that immediacy of her memory, yet Emma really struggled with it for those 28 years. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I mean, Emma has the, the burden, the added burden of decades of, of pain and abandonment while Snow has a, a very different b burden, which is the burden of looking at this grown woman and saying, I missed everything. Snow, Emma and Charming protect Regina against the mob and then against the Wraith. But in reality, they're protecting someone who's done so much harm to others. Wouldn't it be easier to just let the mob or the Wraith have her? That was Charming's point exactly, which is this thing wants her. Why are we risking the town? And I think what's interesting is they're not doing it for Regina they're doing it for Henry. Because Henry, although he has problems with Regina, he clearly still loves her, and he doesn't want her to die. And I think it's also that spirit that, that Henry is looking at this curse breaking perhaps as a second chance for everyone. And he's hoping that maybe this is a chance for his mom to be redeemed, and even if not, he doesn't want her dead. And I think that it shows, if it were reversed, I'm not sure the evil queen would be so kind, whereas we see Snow and Charming doing the right thing, and especially Emma. And I think it's that spirit of, if this is what Henry wants, I'm gonna try and give it to him. Why is Regina surprised that Henry asked Emma to protect her? I think it's only a, a touch of surprise and a little bit more of, she's touched. Like, that is the thing that is most emotionally meaningful to Regina. At the end of season one, the last thing she tells Henry is, you know, no matter what anyone says, I love you. And this is the first evidence that maybe that got through to him and maybe there is a chance for the two of them. And I think also what's interesting is Regina hasn't really felt love in a really long time. Probably, you know, yes, her father, but unfortunately he was killed for the curse. Her mother, she never felt love from because she never felt like she was what her mother wanted. 
Daniel she lost, and since then she's been on this path of vengeance where everyone's frightened of her, including her own son, who we realized all of last year she had problems with. So I think in this moment that she is, like Adam said, touched that there could be hope with her son, but at the same respect is 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 was deeply shocked because I think after a while, you know, there's a part of the evil queen and Regina who feels unlovable. And you mentioned earlier, out of the three of them, Emma Snow and Charming, Charming was the one that was like, let the wraith get her. Yeah, he absolutely was. I think that he is dealing with, you know, the realization of what happened to him more through anger. And I think that's a natural reaction. I mean, not only did he miss out on his child and Snow, but he looks back at David in the curse and his character and being in the coma, and he looks at this person who took so much from them, and he thinks, you know, this is this is justified. And Jennifer Morrison mentioned that for her character to give in to the mob would be to let evil win. Well, I mean, that's kind of what she says to Whale in the moment of the scene, which is, Whale says, we're not from this world, and she says, but you're in it now. And, and I think her point is exactly that, which is, there may be good and evil and all this stuff, but there's a way you do things that is just and right. Emma's touch seems to ignite the hat. So does that mean she has magic? Well, that's an interesting question. Did it, or did it just happen to work at that time? I, mean, I think that's that is a, that's a very a, that's a perceptive... Great, yeah, it's a great question to ask. Regina is struggling. Emma touches her. The hat works. Is it happening because of Emma? Is it happening because Regina finally got it to work? Is something else at play? And I think that th that little moment is an interesting one. And I'd be, you know, I think I'd be disappointed if it wasn't explored further through the season. It's heartbreaking watching Emma pulled away from her parents yet again. Can you talk about Snow's decision to follow Emma, leaving behind her true love? Well, I think that, as she said, she said she's not going to lose her again. And Charming tries to come too, and it's just the, the circumstance that prevented. It wasn't about leaving her true love or not, it's about after having this brief reunion with Emma and seeing how she affected Emma, what Emma went through, and the damage that happened to Emma by abandoning her, even though it wasn't meant to be an abandonment, it was, it was meant to be exactly what it was, was a reunion later. She knew she just couldn't let her go again. Yeah, I think the scene where Emma says, you know, which curse is worse, being alone or being here with you guys under the curse, I think that really affected Snow, and I think she realized how much her daughter was hurt in that moment. And, you know, the theme of the first episode is really like sacrificing uh, your happiness for someone else is kind of one of the things love is about. And I think in that moment it was, yeah, she would love to be with her husband and reunite, but this was her daughter and that had to come first. And why does Regina strangle Charming after he risked his life to save her? Well, because some habits die hard. Uh, you know, I think in that moment, Charming, who kind of, you know, knows he's doing the right thing, but is so angry in this episode and was the first one to say, let's let her die. The minute that he realizes once again he lost the people he loved, and to save the life of the person who took all of this away from him, he couldn't let it stand, and as far as she's concerned, these people broke her curse, she has nothing. In this moment, it's great that Henry said that and she feels like there's a little bit of hope, but in the same respect, she's lost everything. She knows nothing will be the same from here on out. And I think their anger just kind of gets the better of them and you see some history being played out. And if it weren't for Henry, Charming would probably, um, He'd be gone. It was actually a really touching moment when Henry comes in. Yeah, I think Henry is kind of the one 
little bit of goodness left in Regina. And I think that Regina is somebody who wants to have more goodness in her. I don't think she wanted to become this way. And I think she's always fighting to fill that void in her heart. And I think in a lot of ways, what happened was at the end of last season when she chose Henry's life over the curse, that hole got filled. And I think we're gonna see in that moment with Henry that she truly loves him. And we have a couple of questions from your Facebook fans. Jed Anderson asks, Adam and Eddie, what is your favorite new character that has already been revealed? Oh, well, that's a tough one. Well, Jed, you've asked a very difficult question. Is it like asking what your, what favorite, your favorite child, child is? <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really tough to say. You know, um, each character that we've introduced in the first one, we're excited about in different ways. We were so happy to bring Mulan to life and kind of put our spin on her. But then we loved Aurora and we realized that there's some pain and sacrifice behind her. And uh, I think we're really excited about that mystery man in New York. So we can't wait for people to find out more about him. And Jay Green asks, Prince Philip and Aurora's story is heartbreaking. If the Wraith is killed, is it possible that the souls would be returned? Well, I think, you know, it is heartbreaking. And I think, once again, it's interesting because Aurora never thought she'd be woken up, and then she is. And just like Snow and Charming, she's immediately ripped from him. And what happens to your soul when it goes in the wraith? The question is, is can they find their happy ending? And I think, you know, if your love is deep enough and you cling unto hope, you never know what will happen. Can you give these special podcast fans a teaser for next week? Yes. One of the things we're very excited about for next week's episode is we finally get to see the day that Regina met Rumpelstiltskin. As always, on behalf of the fans, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We hope you like the season two premiere. We hope you uh, like next week and see where we're going. Yeah, I hope you check it out. Thanks. Yes, please come down the rabbit hole with us. If you'd like to be a part of our next session, please add your question to our podcast post on the Once Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Once ABC. And please join us next week and don't forget to tune in to Once Upon a Time Sundays 8, 7 Central on ABC and the following day at abc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.